0: Welcome, guys and gals, to the man talk show. I'm Connor Beaton. And on this midweek mini episode, we're going to talk about the real impact of divorce and fatherless generations. Now, this might not sound like a very motivating podcast. This might not sound like something that's very inspirational, but it's something that's very real. And it's something that I've been talking about in front of companies and corporations at events um, for the last few years. And it's something that people find a lot of value in because what it does is it brings about the conversation of where do we go from here? Why is divorce such an impactful thing on children specifically? Uh, and, And for many of you listening, you may have come from divorced families and what's the impact of fatherless generations. Now, just to clarify Fatherless generations don't necessarily mean that your fathers weren't around. You see, the reality is, is that many of us have come from fatherless homes. Many boys and girls uh, have come from fatherless homes because a fatherless home doesn't necessarily mean that your dad was gone, right? You could have had the alcoholic father who was disconnected. You could have had the emotionally shut down father who never expressed love or hatred or anger or any form of emotion really at all. You could have had the father who was emotionally volatile and he was cut off because he only knew how to express anger and rage and asserted that onto you and your family. And so you never really knew him. You could have had the type of father who was not there because he was constantly at work, because he was the high performer, because he prided himself on consistently and, and always being the one that was the, the quote unquote breadwinner, who was always gone, who was traveling nonstop, who was always at work. And even when he was at home, he was talking about, thinking about and producing more work. Maybe you had the type of father who was loving and kind and and there for you Uh, but he was maybe a little bit um, emotionally attached and meshed with you and it felt like he was constantly needing to uh, process all of his emotions with you and this is very common of some modern fathers who don't know how to self-regulate and so they actually put the burden of emotional regulation onto their children. So they're going through a tough time or a tough situation and they almost require their children to help them process that tough time. So there's many iterations. Now, this isn't to say that there aren't some absolutely incredible, absolutely amazing, absolutely powerful, beautiful, strong, focused, loving, devoted fathers out in the world. This is to say that there are many, many homes where people have grown up Without the type of father that they have lo- that they have longed for, that they yearned for as a child, and that that has very significant implications. So, regardless of whether you believe that your father was amazing or perfect, or uh, you know the bane of your existence, <laughs> or if he was just blah, if he was just a mediocre dad, regardless of how you feel about your father, I would challenge you and encourage you to listen to this entire podcast because it might not have relevance for you, although I'm sure that there will be some relevant information for you, and there'll be some relevancy to your life, because all of us, all of us have come in into contact with men who have been a part of a fatherless home. We've come into contact with men who have not grown up around healthy or positive male role models. In fact, they may have grown up with no male role models whatsoever. And that might not seem like a bad thing to some of the people out there, but in reality, it is incredibly, incredibly damaging. And so I want to share some of the impacts of divorce, and I'm going to share some pretty jarring stats. And after I share these stats, I'm going to talk about what happens to children when they don't have a father around. So we're going to start there, and then we're going to talk about the fatherless generation. And then I'm going to talk to you and share with you some insight on how you can begin the process of what I call fathering yourself, fathering yourself. So whether you are a man or a woman tuning into this podcast, regardless of how old you are, regardless of how great and amazing your father may have been, I encourage you to listen to this uh, anyway and start to uh, implement some of the things that I talk about at the end in terms of fathering yourself. So here we go. Stats on divorced homes. First off, 63%. 63% of youth suicides are from fatherless homes, and that's from the U.S. Department of Health and Census. It's five times the average, so 63% of youth suicides are from fatherless homes. 90% of all homeless and runaway children are from fatherless homes. 90% of all homeless and runaway children are from fatherless homes. That's 32 times the national average. And look, just as a reminder, I'm not sharing these stats with you to try and make you feel like crap or garbage. This is just the reality. This is the reality that some children face is the reality of some men that you may know, some women that you may know who grew up in fatherless homes. It may be somebody that you're in a relationship with. It may be somebody um, that is a younger sibling to you. It may be some like, I, I don't I don't know who it is, but there's inevitably someone in your life, somebody that you work with, somebody that you're friends with, somebody you uh, play sports with, uh, who has grown up in an environment like this. So 85% of all children who show behavior disorders come from fatherless homes, and that's from the Center of Disease Control. So 85% of all children who show behavioral disorders come from fatherless homes. Now, that can be anything from uh, ADD um, to anxiety disorders to depression to all sorts of of problems. Uh, This one is is not so fun. 80% of rapists come from fatherless homes. 80% of rapists with anger problems come from fatherless homes. That is 14 times the national average. And that's from the Justice and Behavior, Volume 14, page 403-26. So I'm giving you some stats along with where they're actually produced from. 71% of all high school dropouts come from fatherless homes. It's nine times the national average. So that's some of the real impacts of divorce on children. That's some of the real impacts on children being raised in fatherless homes. And, you know, the reality of it is, is sometimes it can't be helped, right? Sometimes a child grows up in a space where the father's passed away uh, or the marriage was completely unhealthy and the, and the father was completely unhealthy. And the, you know, the the other parent takes that child away for good reason, for really good reason to protect that child from the damage that that father is actually doing being there, being in the household, because, you know, I think some of us uh, that are listening to this probably grew up with the type of father who did a lot of damage, and who maybe did less damage not being around. Uh, and and the reality is is that he probably knew that, right? He probably knew that on some level, maybe it's unconsciously or subconsciously, he probably knew that he was doing more damage being there than than not. Uh, just a few more to to share with you, so. Uh, these. This is about father. The father factor in education. So this is how important fathers are when it comes to raising children in their education. Um, so fatherless children are are twice as likely to drop out of school. Children with fathers who are actively involved are forty percent less likely to repeat a grade. Children with fathers who are actively involved are seventy percent less likely to drop out of school. Children with fathers who are actively involved are. Uh, significantly more likely to get A's in school. Children who have fathers actively involved are more likely to enjoy school, rank enjoying school at a much higher level, and are statistically proven to be much more engaged in extracurricular activities. And finally, seventy-five percent of all adolescent patients in chemical abuse centers come from fatherless homes. So that's actually from one of the uh, one of the previous uh, one of the previous stats. So this is all to say that fathers play an inherently intrinsically important role in children's lives. And the the challenge is, is that far too often um, couples over the last century have gotten into relationships prematurely, not understanding, um, not necessarily wanting to put the work into making it work, uh, not making the relationship a priority. Et cetera, et cetera, For all the reasons that are out there in the world, you know, some of which are are, are legitimate reasons, right, of of why a couple needs to separate. Um, but it has a very, very profound impact. Now, I want to make one thing clear: this is not in any way, shape, or form to shame people who have gone through divorce, to shame people who are going through a divorce. That is that is not the intention of this, right? There are some people out there. That for themselves, for their own health, for their own safety, for their own, um, you know, mental health and emotional well-being and physical well-being should not be in relationships together. And and I understand that. Uh, What it is to say is to show the importance of fathers in the home and it's to show the importance that a, a proper healthy family system can actually do for a child because there are some great benefits that show up when a father and a mother uh, or two fathers or two mothers. I don't have any of the stats on on those ones. um, But when a healthy family system, when two parents um, cooperate together to raise a family, it is incredibly, incredibly important for that to happen. And I think that's why over the last couple of years, I saw a graph the other day, and unfortunately through the podcast, I can't share it, Um, but maybe I'll try and find it and put it in the show notes. Um, I saw a graph the other day that showed the age of when marriage was actually happening, the age of when people were getting married. And the interesting thing was, is that the graph compared uh, the 1920s to, I think it was 2015 or 2014. And during the 1920s, the age, the average age, the, the highest age of when people are getting married was around 20 to 21. And there's since been a significant spike in, in that age bracket shifting to the early 30s. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, maybe are in their early to mid to late 30s who aren't married yet, who have the narrative and the story that, that they should be married. And, um, and they have some shame around that. And the reality is, is that it's okay to take time to work on yourself and work on your life, so that when you are fully ready to get into a relationship with someone, and you're fully ready to do the work uh, with someone, that you can actually you can actually engage in in getting married and being in a relationship with someone um, where you both are committed to. If you decide to have kids, you both are committed to raising that child in the most effective. Um, way possible and and giving yourself to that because it is a huge, huge endeavor. It's a huge undertaking. So with all this said, we can see a few things. One, fathers play an incredibly important role. Two, not having a father around can be very damaging. Three, divorce can be very impactful on on children. And the reality is, is that many people grew up or come from divorced households. So does that mean that if you grow up in a divorced household that you're damaged goods? No, absolutely not. Uh, but what it does mean is that maybe you didn't have a parent around and need to learn. Uh, you need to actually cultivate the skill of learning how to father yourself for yourself, right? So this is something that I work with a lot of men on, a lot of men on. Uh, because a lot of men have had abusive fathers or emotionally disconnected fathers or Uh, fathers who were just not around or not involved or not connected or not affectionate or whatever other iteration. Maybe their fathers were cheaters and they uh, ran off and maybe their fathers um, didn't have the the strength or the fortitude to talk about some of the challenges that they face in life. And so, um, you know, a lot of men don't actually know how to face challenging times because they were never taught, they were never shown, um, they were, you know, they were never guided. And so, the process of learning how to father yourself is fairly straightforward. One, I invite you to actually make a list, make a list of all the things you wish that your father had done with you, for you, as a child, and and really lay it all out. What are the things that you wish you got to do with your father? What do you wish that your father, what type of man do you wish that your father would have been? Uh, what, what type of man do you wish other people would have talked to Uh, to your father uh, as your father about right so when they spoke about your father how did they speak about him and then learn how to start to integrate those pieces so if you if you start to write these things down you say I wish my father uh, would have just spent more time with me great how can you start to spend more time with yourself how can you start to spend more time with yourself Uh, if you look at this list and you start to say to yourself Um, Like one of my clients did, he said, I I wish that my father just would have given me more physical affection. Well, great. How can you learn how to give that to yourself? Maybe you go for a massage every once in a while. Maybe, um, you know, if you have a a son that you actually are, are open with giving him physical affection, maybe if you're with a partner and you normally resist giving physical affection because it's something that you never got, you start embracing the idea of giving affection, physical affection to your partner more openly And that doesn't necessarily mean sex. It can just be, you know, touching them or giving them a hug more often or just being intimate with them in some capacity more frequently and making that a priority. Maybe you wanted your dad to be a guide to you, to give you direction, to be someone who could give you help and support. Well, define what that help and support looks like. Define what that guide looks like and and either go out and get a, a men's coach, get a coach, uh, like myself or Trevor Bohm or um, any of the other, Mike, Mike Campbell, any of the other men that are out there that are doing this type of work and engage in finding a male mentor, engage in finding a male mentor who's going to call you forward, who's going to hold you accountable, who's going to help you grow and develop into the type of man that you know you will want to be, the type of man that you know you're capable of being and actually do that, Right. Uh, Because you'll see huge dividends happen in your life. You'll see huge dividends in your relationship, in your mental and emotional health, in your uh, sexual, spiritual health, in your relationships, in your business, in your career, in your purpose, in your clarity. Because the reality is, is that if you are out there and you are the type of individual who wish that your father or your mother, we're going to go with either one, had shown up for you differently, and that's the that's the narrative. Like I that that's underlying um, so many of your beliefs. Well, my my mother, I can't tell you how many times I've heard this. My mother just didn't love me enough. My mother just wasn't there for me enough. She just didn't understand me. All right. My father was a drunk. My father was abusive. My father that just couldn't give me what I wanted. He didn't know how to guide me. He Didn't know how to mentor me. He didn't know how to X Y Z. If you can go out and find a mentor a coach, a therapist, someone that you respect, who can guide you on that journey is something that is well worth the effort, and it will radically and fundamentally change your life. I know because it changed mine, and I'm on the path that I'm on today because of finding a mentor who could guide me on that journey, who could teach me how to start fathering myself, and it's not an easy space, it's not an easy journey. But the reality is, is that if you look at and create the list of all the things that you wanted your father or your mother, generally speaking, men, I would challenge you to do this for your father figure. And ladies, I would challenge you to do this for your mother figure. But create the list of all the things that you wanted that you didn't get from your father or your mother what you wanted them to do, how you wanted them to behave, the things that you wanted them to say, the, the places that you wanted them to take you, the activities that you wanted to do together and start to do systematically one by one, start to do those things for yourself. You know, Maybe you wanted your dad to get you up in the morning and uh, create the routine for you so that you could you know go to school and just kick ass. Maybe you wanted your dad to coach you at practice. Maybe you wanted your dad to you know, take you to a baseball game. Those are all things that you can do for yourself and that you can start to heal through that wound, through that past story, uh, through that anger and that sadness of not having had that. Those are all things that you can start to action for yourself to create change in your life. So that's the process. If you have any questions, um, reach out to me and uh, hit me up on Instagram or on Facebook. And ask me any questions that you may have, but also share this podcast episode with just one person. Truly do not, do not just listen to this podcast and, and not do anything because of it. Like, honestly, I'm going to say this in like the most loving, kind, compassionate way that I can. If you listen to my podcast and you literally do nothing after you listen from it, after you listen to it, stop listening, like literally stop listening to this podcast I want you to take action. I actually want you to do something with the information that you're given in this podcast. I see too many people that tune into so many podcasts that listen to so much information and they never take action from anything that they've heard. They just regurgitate it. They just regurgitate the information. I don't want that on my podcast. I don't want people tuning into my podcast and not doing something because of the information that's being given here. So if if any of this resonated with you, my challenge for you, my invitation for you is to do one thing from this podcast and share this with one person who you know will find value in it. So thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, If you want to go deeper into this conversation, reach out to me. And uh, if you want to do some work around this, around being a better husband, being a better father, being a better leader in the world, um, I do one-on-one work and I would welcome the opportunity to work with you. Uh, If you're wanting to work with a group of men, then definitely check out the Man Talks Alliance because these are the types of conversations that the men in those groups have uh, and their lives are better because of them. So thank you so much. I hope that you're off to a great start to the new year and we'll talk to you next week.